Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Rakuten is proud to present Elizabeth I, the new podcast about Elizabeth Taylor as the original influencer. She was famous for her impeccable style, and Rakuten wants to help you save on the styles you love. Shopping for the perfect holiday party outfit? Rakuten makes it possible with cash back, deals, and coupons. Save money at stores you love. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten.com. So let's get on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to the show. The Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. Here's what I do. I talk on radio. And Sherry. And who are the most important women in broadcasting? And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Oh, you guys, I loved having my girls here. Um, and I love Thanksgiving. And I cooked everybody's favorite everything, even though we had a, what I thought was a pretty low-key Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get all of this crap out of the house. Like it, we have so much mom. Will you make pumpkin bread? Mom, will you make banana bread? Mom, will you make bourbon chocolate chip blondies? Mom, will you make an apple tart? Mom, will you make an apple? I mean, it is crazy how much stuff we've had in this house. So I was laughing while I was getting ready for the show today. Max had sent me an email with ridiculous rules for how not to gain weight during the holidays and these mm-hmm. are truly ridiculous rules for how not to gain weight during the holidays. Okay, let's start with the first one. You need to earn your treats. That's right. Yeah. You want to have some cookies or fudge or pumpkin bread or whatever. You're not allowed to have it until you've gone out and exercised to earn it. So you, you designate like, if I go for a 20-minute walk, I can have this cookie. Or if I go for a run, I can have this cupcake. And if you haven't done your workout, here's what it says right here. If you've missed a few workouts and spent the day on the couch, put that pie down. Excuse me, isn't this the time of the year where we sit on the couch and eat pie? You're supposed to get a pass. You're supposed to get a pass this time of the year. I know, I know. Okay, so here, that's the first rule. The the problem with getting a pass this time of the year is that that, um, implies that you've been saving up, you know, you, you've been, uh, keeping uh, an eye on what you're ingesting as the holidays approach. So when they do, you're down to a svelte, whatever, and you can go ahead and eat a lot and it's not a big deal, but nobody does that. No, no. And for a lot of us, we're still living on, you know, COVID time where it's like, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. I have to put pants on what? So here's the next ridiculous rule. 10 plants a day. If you focus on eating 10 different plants a day, 10 different plant foods, that takes more work than than you know. Like I, most days, I'm lucky if I hit eight. It is a lot of work to eat 10 different plants every day. You cannot get as much junk into your face when you're trying to get 10 different I, I'm not eating 10 foods. different plants. I can tell you that right now. I mean, Maybe I, I'm hitting that once or twice for a meal. But I can't, I I just don't think I can do it. 
I can get six plant foods into a bowl of oatmeal and then like eat a salad later. And even that doesn't get you all the way to 10. I mean, I think you need to quit your job and go live in a field next to a grain silo to do this, <laughs> yeah. but I'm trying. All right. Okay. All right, what's another? The, so the first rule is um, earn your treats. The second rule is 80-20. And the third rule is you absolutely have to force yourself to stay consistent with whatever exercise you do. Maybe you're like a total maniac and you have a whole workout plan. Maybe you just get out and walk the dog. You have to force yourself to do that. But the hard thing about that is when you're traveling to other family members' houses, that is hard to stay on track. Oh, it is. Especially, you know, if you're going like to visit your family and and they live in a place that just got three feet of snow, you're going to have a harder time. You're going to have a harder time with that. You know, can we we just uh, call it what it is? You're yeah. a captive. You're a captive when you're at somebody else's <laughs> house. No, I'm, I'm, I don't care how nice the house is. No, I mean, right. the, ex, the ex-parents had this incredible place. Just incredible. But I, I guess it's just something within me. I just had to, after a day and a half, I had to break out and make up some excuse to go somewhere and, and get a beer by myself or, or whatever. You're just, because I'm not comfortable enough just opening up the refrigerator and just saying, let's see what's in here, you know? Um, you're captive. And if you go to take a nap while everybody's sitting around reminiscing about growing up in Chattanooga. Oh, you look like... And you, Oh, oh, you look awful. You know what else? Like what? This is a nightmare for me because I have family that live in places with a lot to see and do. But when we go to visit, they don't, they're like, what What do you mean you're going to Valley of Fire? I hardly ever see you. They don't want you to leave the house. No, they don't. They, they, don't. they don't want you to and- There's no nap and there's no leaving the house. And if there, everybody is staying in the house, and this was the case with this beautiful home, and they were lovely people, believe me. Um, so you've got like eight people who are staying in this house. If you get up anywhere past 8 o'clock or 8.30, forget oh 9. Oh, my God. If you come down at 9 o'clock, what does it sound like? What does it sound like when you come down and they're all sitting around in the oh, kitchen? Oh, hey, Sleeping Beauty. Rip yeah, Sam Winkles right. up, everybody. Thanks right. for joining us, Bob. Thought you were thought wouldn't see you to tomorrow. That's exactly well, it. Well, someone's <laughs> been to the land of dreams. For God's sakes, I get up at 4 a.m. every day of my adult working life. Can I, I have this day before Thanksgiving off to sleep? Oh, oh, King Farouk wants a little bit of beauty rest. I know, exactly. And then it's you just... say hey, I hear there's this really cool um, mountain that we could hike on. Oh, now he wants to go hike on the mountain and not play checkers. And then have a nap. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's just, you're you're a captive. Let's just call it what it is. This is why it's best to just live alone and make as few friends as possible. (laughs) Just keep to yourself. It's Bob and Shay. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. For some reason, at the supermarket that I go to, Sunday nights is very, very, very busy. And I forgot about that. And I went <clears throat> and I got about 10 items. And I'm ready to leave. And I look around and there are only 
two to three aisles that are open with a uh, cash register clerk, and it's backed up. And there's there's a woman in one of the items. I swear she's got seventy five items in her. And I went, ah, well, that's not good. And I go over to the uh, self checkout, and that's all backed up too. So then I go around again to the clerk checkout and I find one where there's somebody in front of me that's got like maybe 20 items. And I'm standing there with my little, you know, cloth bag ready to uh, ready to check out. And the clerk is now having a conversation with the person with the 20 items. And they're talking about, oh, look at these little Debbies. And she's she's stopped what she's doing. And she's saying, I haven't had a little Debbie in a long time. Those sure do look good. And the woman who's buying it says, oh, yeah, my grandchildren just love these little Debbies. We only give them one. Just the one. Well, I understand that. And I'm going, okay. Well, a woman comes up behind me. And she's she's very erudite looking. And she's got about three items. And she's watching this go on. And they are talking about almost every item that is in this woman's um, cart. Oh, tuna fish. You go make some good tuna fish sandwiches, I guess, having people coming over. Yeah. You know what I like to add? I like to add some onion and I like to put a little bit of grape in it. Have you ever tried that? The woman behind me, she looked like Terry Stone, the, the former CEO of the business we used to work for, right? The white hair, frosty, kind of like 1950s kind of pretty. Yeah. 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 She looked like that. Very serious. She now is up within a foot of my uh, ear and she's saying, move up, move up and let them, let them know that you're here. I went, what? So just, just move up, crowd it a little bit. This is ridiculous what she's doing. And so I've got to now make the choice between ticking off the ice queen behind me and getting in the face of the clerk, who obviously this is the first time she's ever been a supermarket checkout clerk. And obviously there's no manager around that's saying, hey, you got to move it. We got 20 people waiting in line to check out. She's having social time. And bless her heart, you know, she probably hasn't done this in a long time and she's only working a couple of days a week. So she's just going to kind of be sweet and, and socialize with everybody as they're checking out. The blonde one behind me now is adamant that I move up. I am now about three feet from the clerk and I'm almost a part of her conversation. I just wanted to put my stuff down and leave. I don't need stress checking out. But how can this be happening? How can someone, I mean, even if it's your first time on the job, how can somebody not realize I'm looking out at 20 people who want to check out, but I'm carrying on a conversation like I'm at my living room with my best friend? How does that happen? I don't know. I mean, I think there are some people that are just so friendly, and this is a customer. Maybe she didn't know how to extricate and move the transaction. Yeah. What my, my point is, this, this is what you get when you get, when, when you say there's nobody who wants to work here. And so you have to hire somebody with no experience or no qualifications for doing something like that. And this is where we are today. And I think it's all over the place. Are you not seeing it? I'm seeing it everywhere, especially with restaurants, but, you know, also checking I, out with stores. 
I ran into our former co-worker and friend, Diane. We were at the grocery store in side-by-side checkout lines at the exact same moment. And a man behind us said, I'm 86. I'd like a hug. <laughs> no. It was the crazy. So I gave no, him a are, hug. Are you- Diane gave him a hug. I'm not making it up. And, and he was like, he points to Diane. He goes, she's a very beautiful woman. I'm like, she's too much woman for you. Let me just promise you that. And he said, do you two know each other? And we were laughing. We're like, yeah, we used to work together. And he goes, oh, where was that? No place you could handle oh my in our grocery store. Oh, God. Another, a man anyway, from another era. He gave literally. me a little card that says free hugs. He said, you can use this anytime you want. And I was like, absolutely happy holidays. Well, aren't you nice? God, that's so bizarre. It was bizarre. Morons in the News is next. It's Bob and Shay. Let's go! Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. On Wednesday at approximately 1130 in the morning, a unknown white male, that's how the police were describing him, was wearing a gray cutoff t-shirt, blue gym shorts, and an orange shoe on the right foot. He entered the Bank of America in Springfield, Missouri. The uh, man had multiple tattoos on both his left and right arms. He approached a teller counter, presented a note to the teller, which was written on a white piece of printer-like paper. And here's what it said. It was a pink marker that he used. Give me your money now. Don't say anything. I have a partner outside. The teller did what she was asked and gave this person the money. Well, he left. He went outside. But police quickly identified who he was, and it was a man who lived at the Lazy Acres Mobile Home Park. Authorities say when they got there, he quickly confessed. During the interview, his name is Lloyd. Mr. Lloyd admitted to robbing the Bank of America earlier after having gotten into a fight with his lover. That's how she was described by him. He wanted to prove a point. Prior to robbing the Bank of America, Lloyd wasn't sure which bank he was going to rob, but he drove by the BOA and decided to pull into the parking lot, driving his roommate's black Dodge Ram. While uh, in the parking lot, Lloyd used a highlighter to write his demand note. The demand wrote was, wait for this, written on Mr. Lloyd's birth certificate. I can't. His birth certificate. Mr. Lloyd uh, then uh, took the money, got into his truck that he was borrowing from his friend, and tried to um, get away from the police initially. While they were chasing him, he threw his birth certificate and ID out the window. And then he became so upset that the cops were uh, closing in on him. He started throwing all of the money, which was $784, literally out the window. He then, on his phone, called his lover, Ashley, to tell her what he had done. He knew very quickly, though, that the jig was up. The sum, again, was over $700. And by the way, not only did he give his birth certificate to the teller, he was wearing an ankle ankle bracelet from another crime that he had committed recently. I I feel that Mr. Lloyd needs a kind of help that 
It's just not available anywhere. <laughs> he needs he needs something. He is looking at $250,000 as a fine and 20 years in jail. Now they say he probably won't get the maximum because that's rare. But you're wearing an anchor ankle bracelet which tells the police exactly where you are and where you've been. And you're throwing your birth certificate which you used as a ransom note which the teller saw already. That is the worst criminal I've ever heard of. That is absolutely you, you know the thing it's uh, tragic. with Johnny it's just it's, it's just terrible. Over to you. It's tragic. Today's moron of the day was sent to us by one of our listeners, Eric McElwee, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And he said, girl, mm-hmm. this is right up your alley. And boy, was he ever right. A woman in Texas says that her rental home is haunted. And she said it has a, a lot of different kinds of ghosts. She said that she was taking a shower in the home when she heard a voice say, looking good. She said, I thought it was my husband because we were the only ones in the house, but it wasn't <laughs> oh, her husband. No. She said it was a ghost. And, and can I just pause here and say, if you're going to be haunted, being haunted by a ghost that's like, damn girl, you look good, is not the worst haunting you can possibly it, have. It could be worse, yeah. Right. She says that the house is haunted by many different kinds of ghosts. She said we've got kid ghosts and old people ghosts and old guy ghosts and a lot of hookers. And she said the most common ghosts that come around and harass her renters are the hookers. She said that male tenants have told her that they felt somebody stroking their face and touching their shoulder and um, and that the hooker ghosts are trying to stir up business, but they can't figure out a way to conclude the transaction so nothing ever happens. I don't know what's happening to human beings as a species, but I don't think it's good. I think this combination of these two stories... I don't think I don't think we're moving in a positive direction. I don't we're either. Moving. I don't either. It's like they're both so bizarre, and all I can think about is her husband, with her saying, "I was in the shower, and someone said, looking good." I think it was one of the male ghosts that lived with us, and he's supposed to buy that. Oh, listen, I, my husband is so numb to my weirdness <laughs> that if I said to him, "Yeah, a ghost told me I was looking good in the shower," he'd go, "Yeah." Well, why don't you show me and see if I agree? He wouldn't even register the fact that I was hearing from ghosts. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page.
All right. If you are doing some shopping and you're looking at some things and holding off, um, there's a bunch of stuff that experts are saying are going to sell out before December 25th. These are the items you should buy. A couple of these are kind of pricey. So if you're looking at them and you really are going to spend this money, you might want to go ahead and do it. The Nintendo Switch, um, this is is going to be gone before December 25th. So if you're in the market for a Switch... Um, 349 bucks is the price I just saw on Amazon. Grab that. An iPhone 14. Well, if you're lucky enough to be getting an iPhone 14, those Seriously. are also going to sell out before Christmas. Um, they start at $799, but I think the model that is $799 doesn't have any actual memory or battery in it. Because anytime that you see starting at $799, you know that it's going, yeah, it's going up to $1,200. Yeah. Um, The Pokemasters, Pokemon has not gone away. Pokemasters Ultra Rare Card Bundle 60-pack. That's $22.99 right now on Amazon. That's not too bad. Now, this next gift, I think there are going to be a lot of families that are horrified by this. You ready? It's the Magic Mixies Magical Misting Crystal Ball Set. It's a kit that comes in a choice of pink or blue, and gives your kids the experience of casting spells complete with an interactive wand. It's $69 on Amazon. There are a lot of families that are not interested in giving their kids practice in casting spells. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Last thing you want to do is give to your middle schooler something that will cast a spell on you. You don't want that. That's crazy. Girls, it's an introduction to sorcery toy. And um, here's a lock of my hair. Have a good time. All right. The KitchenAid Professional Stand Mixer. This is like on every cook's or baker's dream wish list. They're very expensive. $250. That's on sale right now. Mm -hmm. Apparently, some of the models are going to sell out this year. The good news is if you have one, I think they last forever. Mm-hmm. That is an expensive Christmas gift. Apple AirTags. Those are the, um, like, tile. Remember tile? You'd attach it to stuff that you lose all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get four Apple AirTags for 95 bucks right now on Amazon. Apparently, those are going to sell out, too. The um, Amazon Smart Plug. This is anything you plug into this outlet can be controlled with Alexa. So I'm not sure how that really works. Um, like, could I plug my toaster into Alexa and then tell Alexa to make toast? Because that's so freaking Jetsons. I must get in on this. It's a, only twenty four ninety nine. So yeah. if you know somebody that has Alexa, that's a that's a very affordable gift that would be amazing. The Alexa yeah, Landon, plug? Landon might like that. That's a pretty good idea because well, she'll go into it. a room in her apartment when they were living in Chicago and go, Alexa, lights half and and. The place lights up halfway. You might want to grab this because these are selling out apparently before the holidays. What's the the name of it again? The Amazon Smart Plug. And it's on Amazon. Now, right now, um, it's looking like $24.99 for me. But Amazon, all these websites do what's called dynamic pricing, which Mm -hmm. means we all get a different price. So hopefully it'll be $24.99 for you. Um, And then the other thing that's apparently going to sell out is another expensive one. It's the uh, iRobot Roomba 694. I think this is the one you can talk to. I don't know if you've seen the commercials for it. I just saw the commercials for it. 
Yeah. It's very Jetsons. Again, you're like, hey, Roomba, go clean the kitchen. And Roomba's like, yes, queen. And it comes out of its little donkey station. And That's kind of cool. What a time to be alive. Now, it's $225, yeah. um, but it's gonna. It's apparently going to sell out, um, which is part of... So I, I just have to say, like, my news feed is filled with all these stories about inflation, the housing market, the price of gas. We're all starving. We're all dying. And then right next to it is an article... Better get this two hundred twenty-five dollar talking it's robot vacuum before it sells out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know. It's like I was whiplash. at the mall a week ago, week and a half ago. It was jammed on a weekend, so I know what you're saying. Next, whiplash. Nope, that's it. Uh, we're going to pause it. now because we have comedian Nick Cobb straight ahead. Okay. And speaking of holiday gifts and shopping, we're going to talk about the five gift rule which just might be the best, easiest, fastest way to kill all of your uh, holiday gift chaos. Hmm. It's a really interesting idea. Let's see how many of us can pull it off. It's coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Could it be a truly American art form is taking the world by storm? Ranking in the top 100 in many countries around the world each week, Restless Shores is a very popular with our overseas neighbors, even in many countries where English is not the native language. From Azerbaijan to Andorra, from Yemen to Yonkers, New York, and all points in between, Restless Shores international fans are the wind beneath this American podcast swings. For more, check out restless-shores.com and find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. Bob and Sherry with the People's Movie Critic Lamar. You know, it had a little balcony and kids would get up the balcony and they'd get the candy and they'd throw it. At the price of candy today, if I'm a theater guy, I hope they're throwing it. Throw it! Hey, Lamar, for $8 a bag, I eat the M&M's and then I eat the bag. I'm not throwing (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) I try to burp up the taste a couple of times. I mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) If you think us Baptists don't speak to each other in the liquor store, you should have seen us avoiding each other last night. I love Bill Murray. I mean, for me, Bill Murray's like bacon. And who doesn't like bacon, okay? I mean, they're both comforting. They trigger wonderful memories. And they both make you feel really, really good. Unless you're a vegan. And let's be honest, the only thing that brings joy to a vegan is to be able to tell other people they're vegan. Okay, that's that's it. Listen for his reviews every Friday. And get all his reviews at BobandSherry.com. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Nick Cobb. I moved out here from New York. I moved uh, to L.A. from New York. I think I was the only person who moved from New York to L.A. into a smaller apartment than I was in before. My place in New York, pretty small. My place in L.A. is maybe 200 feet. I don't think it's square feet. I think it's just 200 feet. I, I think I've been living in some guy's hallway for the past four years and he's just been really polite about it. 
and they live in a panic room. I don't, you ever lived in that small of an apartment with a roommate? My, my wife and I, when we get in an argument, we're so close, it feels like we're fighting inside of an Ikea display. Because like in a normal apartment or a house, you can like slam a door if you're angry, kick over a chair, you know, for emphasis. We don't have any furniture, and we have one door, and you don't want to just leave. So the other day we were, we were having an argument, I was like, you did what? But then all I could do to punctuate it was just kneel down and just deflate our air mattress. I was like, I'm leaving. This is gonna take me about 30 minutes. If you could just pull from that end, I'm really, really mad. I'm gonna take the pump with me. You're not gonna believe this, but it's absolutely true. My shower is in my kitchen. That's how they laid out the apartment. It's stove, sh shower. There's no counter space in between it. It's just stove, shower. It's really dangerous. It's, it's all kinds of fire hazards. When I was looking at the apartment, I asked the landlord about it. He's like, this is his, his excuse. He's like, well, it's a pre-war apartment. It's pre-war. It's before building codes and laws and rules, back when people could do what they wanted. I'm like, all right, but that's what they wanted to do? <laughs> You could do anything creatively and you put a shower next to, the, next to the stove. That's a weird generation, that greatest generation. It's like your grandfather stormed the beach at Normandy. He was a brave man. He also had to poop in the oven. He was a strange guy. It's a real odd bird. Delicious. My college just hit me up for a donation. Has that happened to anybody here? Yeah, I think it was the wrong number. Uh, they call me and they're like, because they called and they realized who it was and they just did a 180. They're like, oh, you're Nick Cobb. Do you have like $6? Uh, but I don't understand why do colleges get to ask us for money? We should be able to ask colleges for money. They're the ones who didn't do their job. I should be able to call up Indiana University and be like, dude, uh, the diploma you sold me is broken. Uh, my roommate still works. So if I could just get 30 grand back, that'd be fantastic. My dad called me the other day. He's like, he doesn't know what I'm doing. He's like, hey man, if stand-up doesn't work out for you, you're gonna go into acting? I'm like, I don't think that's how backup plans work. Your plan B isn't generally more difficult to accomplish than your dream. There's nobody out there right now like, man, if I can't get this dog walking thing to work out, I guess I'll just go back and be an astronaut again. <laughs> hey, I heard you can play for the Lakers next year. Yeah, I may have to if Panda Express doesn't call me back. of those. Where are you going to school? Where if I can't get into DeVry, I'll just go to Cambridge. Uh, I do so many things. My, I didn't think that our generation was that lazy until my best friend called me and was like, guess what I did this weekend? I knocked out three seasons of Cheers. I'm like, you didn't build a deck. You know, you sat for 30 hours. 15 years ago, you would have called that clinical depression. But we, our generation brags about how much TV we watch. It's really, I'm surprised we're not putting it on resumes. Like, hey, I see you knocked out Game of Thrones in three days. 
you're a team player, you're disciplined, you're enthusiastic. <laughs> What's up with this two-day gap between jobs? Oh, I took some time off to watch The West Wing. Well, you gotta put that down there. <laughs> it's very impressive. That is comedian Nick Cobb. And you can find that set at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Veterans. There's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. It is time now for Bob and Sherry News. In just a moment, I'm going to tell you a story I read about uh, people who have gotten married and they regret it for one reason. But first, I've got to give a little salute to Sherry's mom's state of Utah. Have you seen their new flag that they're looking at? They're going to redesign the state flag. It is the coolest flag in the United States. You know, there are some state flags. You look at it. It's got a blue background. It's got some sort of it's Greek words or something. Yeah, you know, you go, what is this? Too much talking. The new flag, if they uh, pass it in their uh, legislature, and I hope they do, it's red, white, and blue. Now, the white stripe is right in the middle. I think the red stripe is on the top and the blue stripe, thick stripes, is on the bottom. The, uh, the white stripe, it's not just straight. It's shaped like peaks, mountains. You know, there's mountains, right? In Utah, there's mountains. Oh, and yes. On, yes. on the mountains, there is um, a beehive, a golden beehive, and underneath the beehive is a star which represents uh, indigenous people. I, the beehive, I guess, who doesn't like bees for their honey and everything, you know? It's, I know it's, it's kind of wacky sounding, but it is the coolest flag. And it's cool because there's not a lot going on. You got your three stripes, you got your beehive, and you got your star with the mountains in the back. It's the most fantastic flag. I'm, I don't live in Utah. I'd like to. Fl- I might put it outside my house. I like it so much. This flag. You know the bee, the beehive in Utah has powerful symbolic meaning. What is it? And I only know this because of you know my family there. It it kind of represents how in Utah mm-hmm. every person works together for the greater good. The way oh, bees right? in a hive work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, the greater good, yeah. That, and, and the beehive is the uh, is the symbol of that for people in you Utah. You see it everywhere. You see the you do. beehive everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. It, it works even better now, doesn't it? That's a nice it's, thing. As a state, yeah, we're all going to work together. It's beautiful. Yeah. 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 That's right. Now, fifty percent of everybody hates the other fifty percent. 
But maybe things well, could get better. Who, who knows? Nothing's who perfect, knows? okay? Nothing. Like, if let's don't let perfect be the enemy of good, as the saying goes. You know, hey, half the, of us hate each other. It's the Bob and other. Sherry show. Have we ever but worried half, about perfect? Exactly. Look at it this way. Half of us hate each other. Yeah. But, but only half of the people hate you. Not all of yeah. the people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's so not nothing. Embrace the beehive, but don't get stung. That, there you go. Embrace the beehive, but don't get stung. That was very um, solid work on your part, yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Here's the thing about marriage. 18% of people regret the person they married. 18% of people regret the person that they, that they married and they're still married to. So they just I, feel like they married. It's not marriage they regret. They married the wrong person. They married the wrong person. I am so glad that, that I'm not in that 18%. I don't regret one second uh, of, of being with Mary and, and, and my life with Mary. But I was looking at that and I thought, what is it like to, I mean, do you even allow yourself a moment where you reflect that I am living with a person I really don't want to be with? And let's say I've you're 40. I've been there. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've been there. And let's you're like, you're oh, 40. I've made a mistake. And, you know, you say, ah, I've got uh, two kids. My family would be very upset if I divorced. I'm just going to go along. And then the realization that you're going to be with someone you're really not very crazy about, and maybe you even dislike a little bit uh, for the rest of your life. Is that almost like a prison sentence? I think so. I I actually know. I know a woman who's in that exact situation now and for really? a million reasons cannot leave yet. And she's so unhappy. Yeah. Because you, you have to realize by the time you get to the point where you're looking at this man or this woman and feeling mm-hmm. like, I've made a mistake. I am married to the mm-hmm. wrong person. Do you know how many of the wheels have already come off? Mm-hmm. It's not like everything's great and you're keeping the secret inside. Everything mm-hmm. is so not good, and you're mm-hmm. keeping this secret inside. And every day is a grind, and the irritation just mounts and mounts and mounts. Just, uh, I don't know what the, the answer is. Here's the answer. And, 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 you know, all, all you can say to young people is, you know, reflect, be careful, make sure you have the same values, the same wants, the desires, same number of children you want to have or not have or whatever before you get into it. It's tough enough. Uh, even when you love each other, let alone, you know, the situation that you got yourself into that's kind of negative. And, Eight, speaking and you of said young 18, people, 18 percent. So almost one in yeah. five people. Correct. That's when you think about that, like, yeah. like pick, look around the food court. Almost one in five of those people are like, I made a mistake. Well, look, wow. you know, I brought this up and you instantly knew somebody that was in that situation. We, I think we probably all do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And very, very quickly, speaking of younger people, almost a quarter of young people could be putting their hearing at risk by listening to loud music on headphones. Oh, blah, I mean, blah, earbuds blah. and headphones are, don't, don't uh, this is not a, uh, it's not that. No, it's not. Blah, blah. This is, this is important. This is, they're listening on unsafe levels uh, at concerts and, of course, with headphones. Oh, headphones are great, but you've got to control the, uh, the exposure to really bad noise or you could end up later in life with uh, permanent tinnitus, which is terrible, this ringing in your ear. I love the young people. Mm. Unsafe listening may place over one billion people around the world at a hearing loss. 
And for those of us who've had headphones on forever, we know most of the people we know in radio have had hearing problems. The people that need to hear this message are not hearing that message. And I know that you needed to say every one of those words or you would burst. Correct. But they are not hearing it, not because they're not listening, but because they will not hear it. Well, I hope they remember it. And if they ignore me now, maybe later on, you know, they'll uh, they'll embrace it and it won't be as bad. I've I've told my girls, I'm like, Chit Chat's obsessed with this. And someday you won't be able to hear. And do you know what Olivia said? And when that happens, Chit Chat won't be around to say, I told you so. So they just do not care. I know. I know. I get it from my kids, too. I know. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. So what are the top signs that you are a dream host or hostess to your holiday party? Would you like to hear some of them so that you, you know, make all of your guests very happy and comfortable? I'm thinking of throwing a holiday party this year with Mary. We uh, did not do our annual lobster party the last couple of years because of COVID. But I've been putting some bucks aside and might call up Beals Lobster Company in Southwest Harbor and have a few sent down. My girls are going to be here. I could get the live lobsters and chase my grandchildren around with it. We have some new neighbors that we've met. Might even do it this year. So I'm looking at this list myself. Let's take a look at uh, what we need to do. All right. Keep the conversation flowing. You know, I love that. I love that I do this show all week long, running my mouth until I'm ready to jump out of a window. And now I throw a party and I'm going to keep the conversation moving, right? How's the conversation over here going? How's it over here? Oh, that looks a little stiff over there. That's one of the things you've got to do. Offer guests a drink as soon as they arrive. It doesn't have to be alcohol, but you know, say, hey, Gail, how are you? Red wine, right? Right over here. Make sure guests don't have to wait too long before the food is served. Well, I'm not going to serve food like three hours later or something like that. Have a clean and tidy home. That's kind of bottom line. So wait, 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 wait. Before you invite people over for your party, you're supposed to like put away the laundry and take the trash out? That's what these people are saying. This yeah. reminds me of that, stuck up, that doesn't first it? date don'ts that says clean your fingernails. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, seems kind of pretentious. Really? Yeah. Like if you yeah. if you can't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Then just shove that laundry aside and sit down. Don't make a fuss if anything gets broken or spilled on. You know? Oh, don't worry about that Waterford crystal lamp that a girlfriend gave me 30 years ago that I've always had. And- I don't. I never liked it to begin with. I'm so good at doing that. Um, have a great selection of drinks, soft drinks to beers, wines, and, and spirits. I like the word spirits. You know, it sounds better than I'm drinking liquor. Liquor. But, yeah. you know, I'm having me some, some brown liquor. I'm enjoying some spirits. <laughs> Ensure that all guests have a comfortable place to sit. Eh, they're kind of on their own with that one. Um, take their coats. Have options for all dietary requirements. Take their coats. Well, (laughs) here's the thing. If I know that you're coming to my house and you're a vegan or a vegetarian, I'm going to, like my sister-in-law is vegetarian. I'm going to make sure Uh that I have something for you to eat. If you 
have a food allergy, like you're allergic to peanuts, I'm not going to have any. Now you can't, maybe you can't know everything, right? No. Maybe someone brings a plus one and they break out into hives when they see your cheese log, but you do your best, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Spend more time with guests than in the kitchen. What am I, you know, if I'm cooking, if I, if I'm doing the lobster boil, if I'm doing that, I'm going to be in the kitchen, you know? Oh, that's right. Number one, make sure the conversations are all very uh, flowing. I think this is why we didn't do it for two years. It's exhausting. Defuse any awkwardness or questionable things said by guests. Now, Uncle Hank, you really don't want to hang a certain percentage of Americans. Please, Uncle Hank. Yeah, that would be terrible. Wouldn't that be awful if somebody just went off politically at your party? Sit the right people next to each other to create good conversation. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I think what you have to do, if there is an Uncle Hank, you have to keep him away from uh, the college student that knows everything about everything, right? I think that if you know that you have people coming to your house who radically disagree, either have them on different days or, or find some way to keep, to keep it from going there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky one. I haven't had that experience. Have you had that experience with all of the, uh, you know, chaos that's been in our country for the last several years? I haven't, but my, um, my niece has, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's, She's had, she's got a member of her family who is way deep into QAnon. And they've had two Thanksgivings and a Christmas now that were very quickly ruined by Q. Did she say, uh, this is interesting. This is interesting. I think people are going to listen to this. We're not a political show, but you're bringing up something that is real life here. Did she yeah, not don't, try? Don't. Did she not try to say to all parties, "We just don't discuss politics in this house. We're going to have a good time." the The effort was made by a lot of people, but this one family member is deeply, deeply down that rabbit hole and mm-hmm. felt that um, God put it on his heart to make his family understand what was really going down, and it ended up ruining. The holiday. Three different, three different occasions. Well, because what happens is people, you know, are they're quiet and they're polite and they try to change the subject, and then mm-hmm. alcohol's involved, and now doors mm-hmm. are slamming, and we're never we're done with this family. I mean, can we just can we just talk about the weather and whether or not the turkey is moist and does the gravy have lumps? Let's let's fall back on the old ways this holiday season instead of talking about you know. People that drink the blood of children. Maybe we just say, boy, the turkey is extra moist, Mom. How did you do it? <laughs> like, can we just fall back on the old ways? 
Yeah. Let them go watch The Godfather or A Christmas Story. You know that's going to be on. I've got some more of these. Can we come back with okay. some more of these yeah. tips? We want everybody to be a good host. Don't go away. We've got some great ones straight ahead. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The Book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located. Located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. The new and improved Bob and Sherry website. Just go to bobandsherry.com. So we are looking at some of the things you can do to be a dream host when you have your friends or family over for your holiday party. So here's where we are right now. Have the perfect playlist for the occasion. I think music is so important in a party. I've been to parties where... You know, everybody was nice and the food was nice and the, the drinks and everything, but it was kind of dead feeling. Music adds some liveliness. Don't you agree? The right music adds some liveliness? Oh, yeah. Why would, what kind of psychopath has people over? There's no music. There's nowhere for them to sit. You don't offer them a drink. Like, yeah, don't that's, have a that's party. What, that's if one that's of the other you, things. Yeah. Well, can we just say as a public service announcement, if that's you, just don't have a party. Go to a party. Don't have one. Yeah. But don't have a party. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, one of the things they also say to be a perfect host, give somebody something to drink almost right after they arrive. All right. So you take their coat and say, what do you drink? Oh, Gail, you're with us. You like uh, red wine. A cap. Here you go. You know, it just, just kind of greases the wheels. Um. Have a fully stocked bar. I think you really have to think about who drinks what, you know, have that going. Give guests the Wi-Fi password. This one I struggle with a little bit. I mean, Why? somebody's going to come to somebody's going to come to my party. I, 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 I've invested as much money as my first car in this party and somebody's going to be on their phone. They're not maybe going to be on their phone ignoring the party, but sometimes, you know, you're talking to someone and you're like, oh my God, let me, you haven't seen that video? Let me share it with you. Or, oh, pull that up, pull that up. That was so good. Or whatever. Like, what do you, why would you police your guests? You don't have to make an announcement or hand out a slip of paper. But if someone comes up to you and goes, Bob, can you give me the Wi-Fi password? Are you not going to give okay. it to them? Or are no, you going to say, I, I will, I'm no, having I'm not a gonna... party. No, you I'm not going to do Wi-Fi. that. It'd be a big old tool. Obviously, you know me well enough. I'm not going to do that. You know, maybe I'll, here's what I'll do. I'll just put, I'll post it, right? I'll just post it somewhere, right there in the refrigerator. My Wi-Fi password. Is that is that, that fine? That would be great. Yeah. Then nobody has to ask you for it. Yeah, that's good. Watching your phone at my party. Uh, have the right uh, glassware for all types of drinks, such as tumblers for uh, spirits. I love. I just love the word spirit and not liquor. And uh, flutes for champagne. Not everybody's going to have that. I don't even know if we have that. Uh, guess everybody's drink without asking because you know them well enough. And that could be kind of tough. Keep the kids' toys uh, out of sight. That's not that big of a deal, is it? I mean, if you have kids, you're going to have kids. You go to somebody's house and a place looks like kids live there. 
You know what I just did? I, I'm in I'm in the middle of like all these massive projects. I thought I was uh-huh. done with toys. I didn't right. realize that I was I thought I was many years away from needing toys, but by God I need toys again. So in there there's like a little area near our laundry room. Uh-huh. I removed the piece of furniture that was there that was just like holding it was like a little thing that I had framed photos on. I replaced right. it with a big open shelf and I started at the bottom with the youngest toys and I worked my way up to board games so that when Ada or her sister or the twins come over, they wow. can go right, they can stagger right over to that shelf. They've got their Duplo blocks and their You're toy something. horses. And Look at you. And I don't, yeah. they don't need to ask me for it. Their riding toys are all parked right in front of it. And That's if they come, and Kevin idea. said, Kevin said, well, you know, what if they, I'm like, they, they can come here and they can take every toy off that shelf and play with it. That's why they're there. And if you come to my house and you don't like looking at my Duplo blocks and my toy unicorns, then, then there's the front door. Don't let it hit you where the good Lord splits you. Get out of my damn house. I'm not interested. There's the holiday spirit. Yep. I'm not interested. Any stuck up bougie fool that can't stand the sight of a box of Legos. It's Bob and Jerry. Have you ever wondered what to do if you're in an abusive, narcissistic relationship or need tips on how to spice up your sex life or maybe how to not fall in the trap of being a mom martyr or perfectionist or you just want tips on how to get your picky kids to eat? Whatever the reason you were there, you are welcome. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Please join me for your weekly dose of expert level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy to digest way. Find the Parentologist Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic. I'm assuming that the majority of people have Netflix, okay? Except, of course, our Amish listeners, Caleb and Elvesta, who can't because they don't have electricity. They spend all their time baking shoe fly pie and playing tiddlywinks or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> You, know, you got to understand, if you're easily offended, this movie is not for you. Lars's terrible accent, though, you ask about that, it seems to come and go. And I'm not sure if that's on purpose because that would be funny or if he's just lazy and he wanted to get this thing over with. I know for a fact I did. I wanted to get this over with. You're going to love this. Let me, let me ask you, though, is 11 minutes and 40 seconds worth of a fight scene a little tiring? Not if you ain't the ones fighting. <laughs> I think that's a fair point. Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at bobandcherry.com. Oh, well, this is odd. I'm decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love Aren't it. you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call us at 833-4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey! Bob and Sherry!
Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. It is talk back time. You can call us old school style, you know, on like a phone at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERI. Or you can grab our app. It's free in Google Play in the App Store. And it does so many things. You can listen to the show. You can text us. You can listen to the podcast. You can enter contests. And if you tap the microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, your message will come immediately to us. Sherry, listening to your alarm wake-ups, change the alarm to red alert from Star Trek, and I guarantee you he'll jump up out of bed before he knows what's going on. Britt McLean, long-time listener, first-time calling in. Bob, also, keep being a man's man, and don't worry about what anybody says. Thank you. There you go. There's a pep talk. Would that wake you up? This is a nightmare. I'm sorry. Um, no one's ever called me a man's man before, and, I, and I'm just, uh, you know, just kind of leveling. Sit with that for a minute. And he kind of sounded like a man's man. So and he yeah. sounded like a man. Yeah. He can spot yeah. it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can, he, he can spot one. his own kind. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell y'all how I woke up? I posted this on, over the weekend for Catter Day. So sound asleep, just absolutely blissfully sound asleep. And all of a sudden, there is a commotion that when you are in a sound sleep and there's a commotion in your bedroom, you, you wake up fully expecting to be murdered. Like there's no, you don't, your brain has no time to process what the heck is happening here. While we slept, Larry Munson, my kitty best friend, and I don't know where he even found it. I swear to God, these cats have a portal to an alternate dimension. He found a big paper shopping bag with the, you know, the twine handles. You know what I'm talking about? A big paper shopping bag. And he tried to climb inside it, I guess. That's what cats do. Mm -hmm. But he got his head stuck where the handles are. And then he couldn't get himself out. So now... He's running through the house inside a shopping bag and the the crackling cardboard and him slamming into things. Kevin wakes up before I do. I was so asleep that I just went right through this. Kevin wakes up, goes to the bedroom door just in time to see this shopping bag cat barreling toward him. Larry Munson tumbles through the bedroom door and he's wow. And the the bag is going And he's slamming into the furniture. I am peeling myself off the ceiling. What is what is happening? What is happening? And Kevin is doubled over laughing. He's like, Larry Munson is stuck in a bag. Wait, what? So I snatch and 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 Larry Munson is now so panicked that he cannot freaking function. And it's dark and we're laughing. And I snatch the bag and the bag tears. And I take the bag and I put it on top of my bedside table lamp so that he can't get to it. And we laugh and we, we go back to sleep. The next morning, Kev wakes up before I do to feed the cats breakfast. And Larry Munson is sitting at the foot of the bed. And the shopping bag, when I pulled it off of Larry Munson and the bag ripped, I didn't realize that the part that he was caught in, the handle, and a big chunk of the paper bag were still around his neck. So Kev said when he woke up to feed the cat's breakfast, Larry Munson was sitting at the foot of the bed with what looked like a sign hanging around his neck, right? 
<laughs> so, so or I a got bib. a sharp. <laughs> I got a sharpie and I wrote on the sign. I got my head stuck in the shopping bag and made such a ruckus at 3 a.m. that my people thought they were about to be murdered and posted it up for Catterday. And we are still laughing about it. It was so it's the kind of thing I swear to God, people think you make up. But it was hilarious. I totally believe it because uh, the cat that we have, Kiki, if you uh, I don't know what Mary did to her prior to my coming along, but evidently she used to use a bag to just rile her up. If, if there's a bag that I'm shaking, she'll run out of the room. So your cat may have the same sort of uh, fear of the sound of bags, and it couldn't get away from it. It was running Guys, with it. Larry Munson weighs almost 19 pounds. He filled this shopping bag, and th- that he was stuck inside. And, be- and when he would try to run, because all four legs and feet were inside the bag— when he would try to run to escape the bag, he would end up doing like a somersault. Oh my God, it was so funny. That's why there's Catterday. Indeed. And you probably, if you follow us um, on the uh, Bob and Sherry Facebook or on my personal Instagram or Facebook, you've probably seen this photo and that's the story behind it. It is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Well. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Well. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store. With t-shirts available in an assortment of colors. With the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say my life is all about my cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning cooking with cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen. With shirts, drinkware, and a cookbook, the Bob and Sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season, even if it's you. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're a lot of fun. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I don't know why I do this, and I'm embarrassed. It's almost like my wife comes into the room, and I get rid of what I'm watching on the the laptop, and it's like I've been looking at porn, and I don't want her to see it, but it's not. I'm on Zillow, and I'm just looking to see what things cost in a town that I used to live in. Mostly, mostly in Connecticut, like in South Lyme, Connecticut, Old Lyme, Connecticut, North Haven, Connecticut. And sometimes, you know, a place will pop up that my family and I actually lived in. <laughs> we either rented or uh, years and years ago we owned. And so it's just, I don't know, it's just a little thing that I do. And I have found Zillow gone wild, and I'm absolutely fascinated. This is a group of people that go through Zillow, and they find the most ridiculously priced uh, residences in the United States. And I found one that is something. It's on the island of Nantucket, Massachusetts, which is a wonderful, wonderful place. People make fun of my uh, shorts that are Nantucket red. There's a store that sells nothing but Nantucket red items, hats, uh, pocketbooks, pants, shirts, sweatshirts, and all. It's like a faded red. And it's expensive to visit. You have to fly there on a small plane or take a take a uh, ferry over there. 
uh, cobblestone streets. There's a lighthouse. It's, it's really just as charming as it gets. And here is one of the places that if you're, if you're enamored with it, when you visit, you may want to buy. It is a house that is 360 square feet, which I guess would be, what would you say, Sherry, about the size of a bedroom? A good size bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about yeah. I mean, not a tiny bedroom, I'm not good but with dimensions. But yeah, I would say uh, I I don't want to say master because we don't say master bedrooms anymore. Primary. We say prime primary. That that just ha- I just became aware of that the other day. Um, and let's not get into why I, I just I, this time of the year I just can't do it. Um, anyway, um, this place is for sale. And I'm going to read the explanation of what it looks like. Tucked off Cabot Lane. And isn't that the most New Englandy sounding place ever? Cabot Lane. Was that something off of Murder, she wrote? Was that Cabot <laughs> Harbor? No, seriously, wasn't that? You know, I can't remember, but that does sound kind of familiar. It does, doesn't it? Tuck, this, this is on Zillow. Tucked off Cabot Lane is a charming single-story cottage with one bedroom, one bath, and a loft. There are shiplap walls, a cathedral ceiling, which basically means there's no attic, new appliances, new floors, tiled bath, and new heating and cooling. Once again, it is just about the size of a primary, a medium-sized primary bedroom. Cabot, How much Cabot Cove, by the way, is the murder Cab- she wrote. So you were, Cabot you were, you I knew were it was close. Cabot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew it was close on that. Okay, so it's 360 square feet. How much, and it's not on the ocean, by the way. There, there are charming little streets all over the island, but it's, it's not looking at the water or anything. And it has a small backyard, 250 square foot um, backyard. Basically, it's, it's one room and a bath. How much so do you it sounds think like it's about the size of the Starship Dancer size with a small yard. So I'm going to guess that it's right around Cabot. I'm going to put it right around 800,000. 800,000. What do you think, Max? Take a guess. I, I think that probably sounds about right. 800,000. One bedroom, one bath, and a loft, a little living area. Doc, do you have any idea? Nantucket Island? What do you get for uh, 360 square feet? I'll go at least a million. You're the closest. Mm. $2,095,000. Get out of town. $2,095,000. bucks. Ah. Here are some of the comments on Zillow Gone Wild. Is it next to an oil reserve or a beach made of gold? I don't want to hear anyone complain about California prices ever again. Another person said, I think you spelled Seattle wrong. And then I love this one. This sounds like a house for a live action Polly Pocket movie. But seriously, what is this house? Is it for ants? The price isn't what's getting me because I wager Nantucket is just like that because it's Nantucket. Well, that's about it. And then somebody said, uh, I'm looking for something a little smaller. <laughs> and somebody else said, glad they have outdoor seating for nine since only one person at a time is allowed inside. And, and you know, I'm looking at it and it's got that traditional weathered New England siding with the shingles and all of that. It's a cute little place. Over $2 million. 
Wow. For something that small, no way. Unless it was on a, a ton of land, no way. You got to have oh, it's, crazy it's, it's money. It's a postage, su- uh, postage I know, style. that's what I'm saying. But you, yeah. you can't have anybody visit because there's nowhere for them to stay. It's just you and maybe your spouse. And that's it. You better like each other because you're going to be looking at each other 24-7 in that little house. You so could rent up. You could rent a hotel. Dollars. It's yeah, two million dollars for a tiny house. Yeah, I mean, that's really what. Basically, this is. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You're right. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. I stumbled across something called the five gift rule. That is amazing. That can change the game for you at the holidays. Like, not only will it be less expensive, hopefully, but less chaotic and overwhelming and stressful. And, you know, you want to, like, especially when your kids are little, you just want them to come into the room on Christmas morning to to a mountain that looks like Santa's workshop. Aren't we all guilty mm-hmm. of that? Oh, yeah. And so you, went, you end up between parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles, you know, they end up with just piles and piles and piles of stuff and they get so overwhelmed and mm-hmm. that's not really the meaning of the season. I think we all know that the true meaning of the season is sitting alone under the Christmas tree with an alcoholic beverage, wallowing in regret and trying to decide whether or not you can tolerate visiting your family this Yuletide. That's the real yeah. meaning of Christmas. Tears, ma- tears make you feel better. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Let's right. Let's focus on that. So what is the five mm-hmm. gift rule? It's pure genius. Gift number one is something that they want. Gift number two is something that they need. Gift number three is something they can wear. Gift number four is something to read. So we've got something they want. They've asked for it. Something they need. Something to wear. Something to read. So what is something they need? Maybe... You know, we're we're not just talking about like underwear or socks. Maybe something they need is because they're about to start high school and, you know, they really need um, some kind of technology, you know, or maybe they're about to start elementary school and what they really need is like the the great backpack or whatever. It's something they need, something to wear, something to read. What is the fifth gift? The fifth gift is the thing that they, this is the Lamar gift. It's the X gift. It's the thing that they need. It's the thing that they want. They just don't know that they need or want it. So the mm-hmm. people's movie critic spends all year long studying the people he loves, listening to everything they say, watching what they do. He never buys a gift that somebody put on a list and handed to them. He watches them and then he surprises them with this X gift that they didn't even know how much they needed or wanted it. And that's the part that where you're really paying attention, you're really yeah. listening, you're that's really focused, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's do it again. Gift number one, they want it. Gift number two, they need it. Gift number three, they're going to wear it. Gift number four, they're going to read it. And gift number five, that's the one that makes it the Christmas they remember. What do you think about this? It would take discipline for a lot of parents to stick to five. Three, three, and I mean, I'm just talking about my situation right now, and for the past few years with the age of my children, uh, three and four are out. 
I will never buy another piece of clothing for anyone again, except for myself and the dog. Um, that's it. I'm done. I have tried so hard. Years ago, I used to think that I was the, the best of boyfriends, that I could pick exactly what she wanted. And maybe I did, <clears throat> or maybe she was just, you know, being nice. But um, after a while, and now I'll, I'll fast forward to my life with Mary, she does not want me buying clothes for her. And I'm, I'm not going to do it. And the, was number four something to read that they would really yes. like? Yeah, that's out too. There's no way. Um there's no way. Why is Most, that out? Because I'm the only person that I know, with the exception of possibly you, who reads books on a regular basis. So possibly I am not. Possibly me. That was insulting. Yeah. Possibly me. Well, let me restate it then. I, I'm the only person, uh, and, and Doc and Max, I, I don't know uh, their personal life that much, but I do know you. You read books, and, and you and I are the only people I know who read books. So the idea of my, and I have given, I gave books to uh, Silver Best Friend. And uh, I said, hey, did you get the book? I just loved it. And that's not my copy. I went out and bought, I went to Borders and I got, yeah, I really like, I know he has not, he's not read it. So, and he's a brilliant guy, but he's just so totally connected well, to the computer. So I'm I not doing I'm, that. I think a lot of people use the five gift rule with younger kids, not necessarily yeah. grown adult kids. Yeah. But you know, there's. There's, there are books that you read, and then there are books like cookbooks, for example, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that Mary, might Mary's going to get that online. She's going to want it online. That might be welcome. She, will, she won't crack open a cookbook. She will not. She will get it online, and she will try it online. But you're right about young kids with books, because I did that for uh, Christian's last birthday, and he was thrilled, and he sat in my lap, and we're reading the book together. And as soon as we finish, it's like, again. And I'm reading it again. Of course, again after the fifth or sixth time it does get kind of old but nonetheless he's embracing books but i'm telling you once they hit teen years uh-uh i got the say, others Bob, between, the, I'm, I'm on i'm on with you with the others between my nieces and nephews my own children and now the babies in our family i have read moo ba la 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 so many times that i i can't <laughs> believe i don't have it tattooed on my head they yeah. do like the repetition i think this is really yeah. for kids little kids and teenagers that are still living at home the five gift rule it might ease your stress it's definitely maybe going to help your budget and it's a nice way to keep the holidays focused on things other than piling up giant um, loads of gifts we'll get this posted up on the bob and cherry facebook this is bob and cherry veterans there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us but the bob and cherry show is sure gonna try we want to send veterans on vacation thanks to our friends at visit florida just nominate your favorite veteran by going to bob and and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story we could send that veteran and their family to amelia island florida to stay five nights at residence in by marriott amelia island located near the beach this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens which are perfect for families this also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters a round of golf at amelia island river club and a lux boho picnic courtesy of lux picnics by last plus round trip flights and a rental car if you're an active military or a veteran florida salutes you bob and sherry are sending veterans on vacation nominate a veteran or yourself today at bobandsherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply.
instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I think we have to be extra nice to people who work in the fast food industry right now because I'm not in that business, but just as a person who travels a little bit and does pull into a fast food joint every now and then, I have just noticed that they're really struggling to hold on to people. I was in line at one of the fast food places. I think I mentioned this the other day for 20 minutes. The, the, the drive I was taking was four hours and 15 minutes, and it was just extended 20 minutes because I got hungry. I, I don't know that I can ever do that again. You know, I'm, I'm going to plan ahead and go to the uh, local uh, supermarket and get a sandwich to take with me. And that's too bad because I don't eat that much fast food. And I kind of look forward to if I'm long drive, you know, it's pulling to here and it'll be kind of, you know, something to take your mind off the road and all. But it's just there aren't enough people working. And, and I saw these two posts from people who work at Subway which is, you know, it's a good organization. There are more Subway sandwich shops, I think, than there are McDonald's. There's, they're everywhere. This is posted on their door. Subway, we think our staff is pretty amazing. Please don't kill their spirits with the use of negative or unkind words. If you feel you can do their job better, we are accepting applications. Good for them. Good. That's, good for them. That's a manager who is on top of things. But sometimes... Things don't go well. This is another subway, and somebody, one of the uh, one of the employees, uh, printed this off. It, it, it's in block letters, giant letters, closed. Due to the owner's failure to communicate, we ran out of most of our most popular products. So rather than we, the employees, having to get berated for lacking product that was out of our control, we have decided as a team to close the store until further notice. Sorry for any inconvenience this may have caused. Comments or complaints to the owner, and the owner's name is and the address is blocked out. And we're sure he will respond when he returns from his cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet they're, uh, I bet they're close to it. I bet they're close. It is savage, but you know, if you have ownership, that is is really not present in the town where the fast food joint is. Like it's actually it's actually owned by two uh, orthodontists from a state five states over, and they just kind of hire a guy who does a drive by, and they hire some local manager, and then that guy quits, and now the staff is running it by themselves, and nobody knows what's going on. That's not good business. I call you. Have you ever seen, if you're in line at a fast food restaurant, when you get your food, there's a little sticker on a lot of the uh, doors that say any complaints or or uh, compliments, and they give you a telephone number. This was such bad service. I, I think I was in line over a half an hour, and they got the order wrong. I jotted down. I actually I took a picture with my phone and I called that number. And got a recording, which I knew I would get. And I just said, your people are way overworked. Uh, this is, it was terrible experience. I got a call back. You know who gave me the call back? The assistant manager. At the Who store. probably got her butt, who got her yep. butt kicked. Who got her yep. butt kicked because there's a guy. And it's not her fault. It's, it's the ophthalmologist from wherever that owns the place and is not really focused on what's going on with his or her business. So... Bottom line, especially this year, everybody's on the road. It's 
especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas, you pull into one of these places, you know, those folks, they may have a bad attitude, but there may be a reason for it. And I think we, I have to counsel myself this way. We have to give them a little bit of leeway. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hi, Bob and Sherry. You may not know that we have an app, although I feel like we constantly scream it at you all the time. If you go to Google Play or the Apple App Store, the Bob and Sherry app is absolutely free, and it does all sorts of cool stuff. You can listen to our podcast and our oddcast that way. You can talk back to the show. You can text to win all sorts of neat stuff. It's just a cool thing, and it's absolutely free. It's the Bob and Sherry app in the App Store and free on Google Play. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. The other day, I landed somehow in the metro section of a London newspaper, and they did an article about cuffing season and bluffing season. Now, cuffing season I'd heard of before, and that is when you don't want to be alone for the holidays because of a variety of reasons. I think we've talked about it a little bit on the show here. You, uh, you just want to be with somebody to go to parties and to introduce to your family and friends. You just don't want to be alone. And it's cold outside, baby. So I'm just going to read this, and I want you to tell me, what is the difference? I've read this twice. I can't figure out the difference between cuffing season and bluffing season. Uh, we're deep into cuffing season, the idea that single people look for a partner just for the winter months. And bluffing season is a natural stepping board from this dating phenomenon, only it's a little crueler. Bluffing season sees one partner tricking themselves or others into thinking they're more into a romantic connection than they actually are. Essentially, it's a classic case of leading people on. This English website found about a third of its people believe that cuffing season has led them to date someone they're not 100% sure about. Um, Remy Lefebvre of this site says, we've noticed singles are getting into relationships over the winter due to the pressure that comes with cuffing season's trend, even though that's not what they really want. Most admit they do this to avoid being alone in the winter, Others to avoid feeling left out as friends couple up and to appease family, grilling them about their relationship status. Not only have daters pursued someone they're unsure of, almost half have hid their true personality to avoid being single. Wow, that's hard to do. You know, so, here, let me, can we stop here? If yeah, go you ahead. are a person who feels that you have to hide your true personality to avoid being single, that just made me so sad. I'm not sure I, I can go on. That's I wonder sad. what you would be hiding. What would you be hiding? What would you be? Oh, I would never uh, say I'm in radio. That's one thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it would be different for everyone. You yeah. know, I used to, I used to try to keep all my oddness and weirdness and strangeness, at least under check, like under control. I could never yeah. eliminate it completely. It would slip out. Um, but that got to be a lot, and I just gave up. Because one thing mm -hmm. I learned for all my fellow oddballs out there, when I hid my weirdness, I ended up dating people that were boring AF because they weren't <laughs> weird at all. And I and it would yeah. never have worked. You know, that like, okay, it's going along pretty great. Oh, things are getting serious. Oh, now we're talking about the future. Oh, you don't want to go to a UFO festival in Pittsburgh? 
there, you can't do that. You, you just can't because sooner or later the real you comes out. And why would you want to be with someone that doesn't like the real you? You're exactly right. I mean, sooner or later, you got to pay to the piper, right? Okay, so they think that, you know, you're doing great at this job or this is uh, you're, you're, you're uh, very much into religion when you're really not or whatever it may be. Sooner or later, you're going to get caught. And I agree with you 100%. Sometimes, even though you and I are kind of kooky, the idea of either one of us being with one of these really vanilla, oh, boring no. people that you can't be yourself around. And they're, you know, very often, they're very nice people. They're very nice. They do everything right, but they're so boring that, you know, I, if you say something, that's they're like, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Shut up. I was making a joke. I went to dinner with the nicest, most solid, normal, upstanding, rational, decent, orderly person in the whole world. And I knew that it would never work. And I knew it would never work because I would end up just frightening and freaking him out. And so I never went out with him again, ever. You did him a favor. And I knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. You d yeah. definitely did him a favor. So anyway, back to, back to this thing. It says, not only have daters pursued somebody they're unsure of, almost half have hitherto personalities. Similar numbers have ignored red flags in a partner to stay coupled up while one in five overlook suitable partners because things aren't moving quickly enough. I don't understand the difference between one and the other. Bluffing, I mean, cuffing, cuffing to, to me, you get into it and you say, I just want somebody for the, for the cold months. I just don't want to be alone for the holiday season. You're bluffing if you're doing that, right? Because right off the top, you're saying, this is my driving force. No, well, no, really tell me the not difference. meeting anyone. Tell me the difference in that article between bluffing and cuffing. Did they spell I can't, it out? I, I told you. No, they, they really don't. Because here's they, how I think of it. Here's how I think of it. Tell me what you think. Cuffing, yeah, you just don't want to be alone. But there's a pot, you know, you're open to the possibility that this person, this could really be a relationship bluffing you're not even considering that possibility that's got to be it that's i, I looked at that too but, but they weren't that clear about it but i think you're probably right i just think that the cuffing thing if you're coming from the uh place where you're just saying i need this right now i don't know it you seems know phony from the beginning I want to I want to include all of our listeners that are in relationships, married or living together, and you're like, "Oh, these I'm so tired of cuffing season. I'm so tired of bluffing season." Friends, we're in stuffing season as in our faces. <laughs> because we've already snared some poor SOB and are forcing them to listen to our nonsense. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called The Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. The Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, bobandsherry.com 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. So we're talking about cuffing season and bluffing season. If you're just joining us, cuffing season, people get together, they meet, and it's just, I don't want to be alone. I, I need to be with someone romantically, at least through the holidays, through February or whatever. And then this this bluffing season, Sherry was interpreting the article that I was reading, and she's saying it's a crueler version of cuffing season. This person goes into the relationship knowing that as soon as the first robin is heard in the spring, he or she are gone. They're going on to some other adventure. And you're, if you're the person with them, you're part of history, too. I, I could not do that. I could not set somebody up to be my winter main squeeze, mainly because I would be thinking about nothing but the awkwardness of the breakup. I mean, there are some guys that can break up with you, and they don't—they don't miss a night's sleep, you know. And I'm just not well, one of those guys. You know what? Um, you are always a person who lives either in the moment behind or the moment ahead. Maybe that's a Virgo thing. Like the present is not a place that you have a ticket to. So I agree with you. Not interested. You be- I didn't think I was going to be having uh, criticism of myself uh, with with this particular conversation here. Oh, but that's often the case. You know, you're used to it by now. Um, don't. Well, you- you're right. <laughs> I agree with you that you would not. And this is one of the good things about you. You would not no. be able to deceive a woman or treat a woman like that or string her along. You just would not be able to do it. Cuffing, bluffing, stuffing, toughing, muffing, none of those are going to ever work for you. None of those. Because you're just you know, not you that know kind what of I, guy. You know, if I, were, if I were single, let's say, in my 20s, and I was single in my 20s for quite a while, um, I could see if, if I met someone, I would, I would say, you know, I have a lot going on right now. I, I travel a lot with my job and everything, but uh, there's so many fun parties coming up. I would love to have a relationship. For the next 12 weeks. And if she said yes to that, I, I probably would jump on that just because it just sounds so exciting that who knows where this is going. It's probably going nowhere. I have I know they're out there, but I've never met a woman who would agree with that. Well, I mean, I don't even know what I would. I would, I would probably laugh if, if you let's say I'm this woman. Okay. Um, and I'll have to change my name, my hair color and everything about me. But let's say I am this woman sitting across from you and you tell me what you just said where, you know, you're not really interested, but you'd like to have a relationship for 12 weeks. Is that, was that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Or if she came up to me and she said, look, Mm -hmm. my family is driving me crazy. I need somebody to take uh, home for the holidays and I got stuff at work and everything. I'm just looking for a temporary boyfriend. Are you up for that? I think I might have been just because it would be such a different sort of experience for somebody like me. I think I would rather you sell it to me as I'm just looking for, you know, a temporary holiday girlfriend. If you said to me, I'm looking for a relationship for the next 12 weeks, there's something about the specificity of that that makes me wonder What's chained up in your basement? Seriously. I would not say that. I'm just, this is just for you and I, you know, and the audience. 
I just threw the 12 weeks out there. Yeah, I would the Hollywood, the, the holiday boyfriend. Holiday. That's like I think there's probably a movie it's like a on Hallmark, Hallmark or Lifetime. Yeah, the Holiday Boyfriend. The Holiday it's a great, Boyfriend. It's a great plot for a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah. Busy, big except, city. Except they, they have to get married at the end. They don't have well, to, here's, but they here's do. the plot. Big city career girl and publicist Katie is is not interested in a commitment. She has had her heart broken too many times. So she goes home to her small town in Vermont where she bumps into a hunky guy that she knew in high school but was never friends with. Who's she running asks the him to be her holiday boyfriend. And he yeah. agrees because he's always had a thing for her. She just never knew it. And then they end up married. She gives up her big city publicist career and ends up helping him run the bookstore in the small town of Vermont. Oh, and by the way, it's not just any bookstore. They only sell books of maps. And somehow... Somehow he's Somehow making a make living that way. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. All right, Alan joins us now. We're talking about those holiday road trips. You were in a station wagon, huh? How many people, Alan? Uh, six of us all together. Um, and so it was me and my dad and my brother and my mom crammed into the, back, the first back seat and grandma and grandpa in the front. Uh, <laughs> my grandpa had uh, some sort of a condition. He had poor circulation, and my grandmother was going through menopause at the time. So he was freezing, had the heat jacked up. She was having hot flashes, and she wanted to put the window down. So there was always this fight about the heat and the cold and the heat and the cold. We're in the back <laughs> just, just trying to endure. Along with us was my grandmother's little chihuahua, oh, no. who was about 150 years old. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, Tippy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, of course. Uh, Tippy was not a fun dog. Tippy mm-hmm. liked to bite. It just just quiver. He just always shook <laughs> and was very high strung. Well, the window was down for God's sakes. Well, anything, anything, any kind of noise, any sort of loud speaking or anything would set him off. He would start barking and peeing wherever he was. So, with my grandma and grandpa fighting about the heat and the window. My grandpa never had a conversation that wasn't about 100 decibels. So every time he would speak, the dog would kick in. Whoever's holding the dog gets peed on, and everybody gets to scream and shout and make the dog even worse. And this went on from North Carolina to Texas. About how many hours is that? Oh, man. Four and a half days. (laughs) It's four and a half days? Two and a half. Two and a half days, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, it uh, it was not a fun trip. So you, your grandfather talked you, very loudly because he was hard of hearing, I guess? Um, no, just because he liked it. He liked he it. He wanted to be heard. He was just always loud. And when you you know, you know add in the fact that my grandmother was, you know, she wasn't a harpy, but mm-hmm. she could harp. Mm-hmm. And she would set him off, and, and there they would go. And there was no way to just stop it. And they wouldn't be quiet. They had learned how to tune the dog out. They didn't seem to mind it. He's in the back with us. And we're all with wet laps. We have uh, raincoats and trash bags and things on our laps because we know it's coming. The smell after the first day was enough to make you sick. And so we just we endured as best we could. How old, how old were across. you? How old were you at that on that trip, Alan? Um, I was eight. Eight, eight years old and coming to grips with Nana's menopause. Where, where were you going? That could in Texas? not have been fun. Uh, where were just, where were you going? Just outside of Dallas. But I mean, whose house? My aunt. Your aunt. Yeah, my my uh, 
my grandfather's daughter from his first marriage and her new husband. They insisted that we come for a visit we'd never been, and they picked Christmas time to insist that we all come for a visit. Did you ever do it more than once? No, sir. No. But you had to turn around and come home at the end of the trip, and you knew then what was in store for you, right? Oh, yeah. It was it was the same, but it, when you but we knew what to expect. We were kind of prepared. It wasn't such a shock, but it was exactly the same coming all the way back across. We were there until just after January. Mama, I hope that Santa Claus brings me a nice raincoat. So, yeah, as we was, going home great. with Santa. Can I have some pee pee pads for Tippy? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the dog's name is Tippy. Tippy, I know. Plastic while we were there for for Tippy. So where would you stay like the uh, two nights you were on the road? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa got a hotel room. We had to sleep in the car. Um, we didn't. We didn't have <laughs> much room. But uh, get uh, Alan. Are you kidding me? No, no. Me and my me and my brother slept in the front seat. Mom and Daddy were in the back. Um, it, we would clean up the car when we stopped. We would clean up and try to try to make it try to air it out a little. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we would get a little break from the racket, but. Um, you yeah, know what? In the hotel, and we stayed in the car. <laughs> I mean, we're, you were sleeping like in the parking lot of the Motel Six or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. we, me and my brother, like I said, we were small enough we could just curl up, kind of together on the front seat and sleep. And there, there and was no way that, that Grandma and Grandpa couldn't have gotten a hotel room with two double beds, and then you guys could have at least slept on the floor of the hotel room. No, we were we were pleased for the break. It was it was good. Anytime we could be away and they could be somewhere else, we, we were who had fine. who had Tippy? Uh, they took Tippy. They did. We, yeah, Tippy got to have a nice warm place. <laughs> Tippy slept on a bed, and, and Alan's out in the car. You had best believe that Tippy knew that Tippy was sleeping on a bed, and that you guys were sleeping in the car. That's right. <laughs> Tippy had a little cover over him. Oh, Tippy, in Tippy's worldview, he's the emperor. He yep. pees he where he pleases, he barks when he wants, and he sleeps Anything. in a bed. He's got the greatest life, Tippy. <laughs> Seriously, he's the King Farouk of dogs. And nobody can complain. I tell you what, unless your aunt and uncle were giving away gold bars, <laughs> I don't know that I could come through Do it. It, it was it, the, the trip. Was, uh, once we were, got there, we had a great time. But uh, were you allowed going to going and coming was a, a different story entirely. <laughs> were you allowed to sleep indoors once you got to Texas? Once I got there, I had a nice bed to sleep in. Nice. Great. Bet you appreciated that uh-huh. bed, didn't you? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely, it was my own bed actually. So that was good. I mean, I had my own little space, and I was happy. No dog pee. I we, every child needs to experience yep. Alan's road trip yep, because then right. you're grateful when something isn't urinating on you and you're not sleeping in a car. <laughs> the Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast. On the free Bob and Sherry app. You guys, while we were in the break, I I thought, why hasn't somebody made a movie called A Holiday Boyfriend? I googled it. They did in 2019. There's a movie named A Holiday Boyfriend. Now, I want you to put on your remembering hat. 
when we laid out the our version of a holiday boyfriend, what did I say the main the female character was? What was her she name? She was a uh, PR person in New York City. Yeah. What what name did I give her? Just right off the top of my head. I can't remember. Katie. Katie. Okay. The movie A Holiday Boyfriend tells the story of Katie who flies home for the holidays (laughs) after being dumped by her boyfriend. She starts using um, the online dating apps to find herself a holiday boyfriend. That's what Katie does. So... My my, if I could just have some of my psychic ability when I'm buying a freaking Powerball ticket, Please. that would be amazing. I know. Um, how my, why my psychic ability is people's names? I don't know. I went ahead and read some of the reviews. Um, here's a good one. Um, this movie is awful. The male <laughs> role is not only a terrible actor, but he is creepy. The female is also terrible and comes across as desperate and pathetic. It is so bad. Um, here's another review. I'm shocked that there might be actors who auditioned and didn't get these parts. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is one small step above an elementary school play where the kids stand in the middle of the stage and shout at the audience. If I could have found the remote control under all the wrapping paper, I would have shut it off long before it ended. Here's another review. All I know is I had to watch all the way past the credits in case there was a stinger revealing that Jacob, the main character is actually a serial killer. Kudos to actor Matt Merchant if he was playing this character with a background of cold-blooded murderer because he was playing deep in the psycho waters. Get this man a horror film. You know, hold it for one second. Uh, That second person who wrote and described their acting as um, uh, elementary school kids shouting from the stage, isn't that the case how many of those plays have you gone to with your kids or your, you know, friends, kids, and in the audience, and they all sound like this. I am Miles Standish. I came <laughs> I to that. the new world and wanted to find what turkeys tasted like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they all sound like that. It's so I cute. love it. I love it. Listen to this review. That reviewer that thought that the main character was playing a serial killer is not alone. Mm-hmm. This review says, Jacob is terrible. I cringe. Arrogant, rude, bad actor, sarcastic, demanding, scared to smile. Scary when he does smile. Looks and acts like he's going to kill her. I want to slap him and then slap her to smarten her up. He called her woman and she let him. He thinks he's the best thing in life, but he is so wrong. (laughs) Do you think the actor was just a bad actor or the character was bad? I think the actor you, you was, do because um, I mean there are so many actor, very yeah. good actors that are just out of work. You would think that, you know, I mean Hallmark is Hallmark, but it's still all over the country. You think they could find somebody really good? I like how in this movie, like she goes on the dating apps, and then she just like, "That's it, I'll never find love." And then she closes her eyes and says, "I wish, I wish for a holiday boyfriend," <laughs> and then. This dude appears. <sighs> so there's some sort of there's some sort of magical supernatural element in the movie A Holiday Boyfriend. Like, does Santa hear her all the way to the North Pole and say, ho, 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 Mrs. Claus, she's wishing for a holiday boyfriend. 
And Mrs. Claus says, well, Santa, make sure you don't forget the batteries this time. Not that kind of boyfriend, <laughs> Mrs. Claus. <laughs> you know what? I think it's time for me to go have a snack. And a <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.